If you've ever been touched by God and the symptoms came back to you and you were wondering why, this is the episode for you because we're discussing how to keep your healing. And today we're covering part three of this teaching because we know it is so common that after people get touched by the healing power of God, that symptoms will try to come back. And we want to understand what the Bible says and teaches about how to not only be healed, but how to stay healed. God bless everybody, and I want to welcome you to the Be Healed podcast. It's a ministry of the Gospel Mission Network. I'm Steve Hannett, and I am really excited that you've joined us. I'm really excited that you're taking some time to learn not only about how to be healed, but how to keep it. You know, when somebody is healed, they glorify God. They glorify the work of God. And so we're, we're studying not only how to keep our healing, but, but also to glorify God with our lives and our testimonies. For those who are listening to the Behold podcast for the first time, guys, you can expect interviews with pastors, with leaders, with people who have experienced healing and different teachings about the Bible. And we put a strong focus on the word of God. And we're so excited that we've now reached 160 countries with the Be Healed podcast. And we just want to uh, say hello and welcome to everyone from uh, outside the United States. We love you. We embrace you. And we want to invite you to be part of our community. Simply text the word healing to 94,000 and we'll get you a part of our mailing list and you'll be alerted to great information and resources. All right, let's get ready to learn how to keep our healing. In part one of our How to Keep Your Healing series, we focused on the idea of not being moved by outward circumstances and keeping our eyes focused and fixed on God's promises. In part two, we really focused on the need to have faith in His Word, not in our feeling. So if some symptom comes back or if some symptom or pain begins to emerge, we need to put our faith in the promise of God and reinforce that prayer, reinforce that belief in the word of God and not our feelings. Now, in part three, we're going to focus on something that's kind of connected to the first two, and that is our confession. A lot of people are unaware of the power of the words that they speak. So there's a very common progression that God touches someone. They, they, they receive the healing power of God. Their pain begins to leave. They begin to feel a difference. They begin to glorify God. Some time passes and now circumstances arise, wind and waves and different fearful thoughts and sometimes physical symptoms begin to return and we take our eyes off of God. We put our faith in our feeling rather than the word of God and then we begin to speak in alignment with the fear and the uncertainty and the doubt. And this is when the problems really begin to take root in us again. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Yeah, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And when we begin to think on things 
of the disease. Think about the pain that we felt. Focus on any returning symptoms and then begin to speak in alignment with the testimony of the symptoms. It's as if we're sealing the return of that problem back to us because we are now in agreement with the returning symptoms. I want you to understand that confession, what we speak, what we say is not a frivolous thing. It is a powerful thing. Could you imagine that death and life are in the power of the tongue? Wow. Proverbs 12 verse 18 says, There is one who speaks like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. Yes, the the tongue can actually promote health. What you speak, what you release through your mouth is actually going to impact your body. In the letter of James, it describes that the tongue uh, is is something that moves the whole body. It, it, it describes that that a rudder of a ship, though it be small, it, it moves the entire ship. And, and though a, a bit in a horse's mouth is small, uh, it, it's able to move the entire horse. And so it's very, very important that we will use our tongue to release faith and release a confession that is going to be in alignment with God's word. Now, some people may be wondering, but why? Why Why is it such a big deal about what I say? Well, I'll share two aspects of that answer. The first is that our words are not actually originating from our lips or even from our mind, but rather we are speaking out of the abundance of our heart. Now, Jesus Christ actually addressed this in the Gospel of Luke in chapter 6, verse 43 to 45. He said, For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. You see, the Bible is describing that our words are actually originating from our heart. So healing is going to be established in our lives when our heart is in agreement with God's promise, with his work on the cross, with his promise to heal, that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus died on the cross, and that he took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. It states this in Matthew chapter 8, verses 16 and 17. It says, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. You see, faith is in the heart. Effective faith is in the heart. That's a better way of saying it. Because a lot of people have faith in their mind and they mentally agree with God, but it's faith rooted in the heart that actually produces the miracle. And so Jesus is describing that 
This is what Isaiah prophesied he would do. And the question is, do we believe that Jesus literally took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses, or do we believe that we still have them? And oftentimes when the symptoms come back, we're in belief that, yes, Jesus didn't take them. I still have them. I'm still sick. And then our confession out of the heart, we speak and we often say things like, I guess I was not healed. Oh, I wish I would have been healed permanently. Uh, many different things will begin to come out and we start speaking our belief in what we feel rather than our belief in the mighty word of God. Now, the second reason why what we speak is so important is because of the simple word of agreement. When we are speaking in agreement with the symptom, we are in a way linking or connecting ourselves to the things that we're trying to break free from. So we need to break agreement with the things that are attacking us, and we need to join in agreement with God and the healing. And that means not speaking in agreement with the sickness or the disease or even the circumstances or our feeling. This is a very big shift for a lot of people, but it's one that is absolutely critical if you want to walk in the sustained healing power of God. You see, it's the word of God that brought the healing. And when we're in agreement with the word of God that brought our healing, the healing will be sustained. But if we begin to agree with the word of God, and then we leave the word of God and agree with the symptoms or with the pain, we're no longer flowing in the provision of the word of God. It's a very simple but very powerful reality concerning agreement. You know, in Paul's letter to the Galatians, we see this principle really clearly described though it's not relating to healing, but relating to our salvation, it demonstrates how easily we can get out of agreement with God. In Galatians chapter 1, verse 6, Paul the writes, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. Verse 7, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. Wow, this is very powerful text because Paul is describing that in his letter that there were people who were trying to persuade the new believers in Christ that they had to be circumcised, they had to follow the law in order to be saved rather than being saved by grace through faith. And Paul is describing in these verses that because they've listened to the wrong voices, because they've heeded the wrong teaching, they are out of the grace of God. It says in verse six again, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ. As soon as they began to agree with a teaching that was not contained in the word of God, that was not the truth, their agreement with the lie caused them in some capacity to no longer flow in or operate through the grace of Christ. 
This is exactly what happens when we listen to the wrong voices or listen to the feelings or listen to the naysayers or listen to the devil trying to tempt us out of faith and into doubt. As soon as we begin speaking in agreement with the wrong voices, we're not operating in the grace that is provided through the word of God. And this is why Paul the Apostle basically then describes this argument, this theological argument that says, no, we're not justified by the things we do. We're justified by our faith in the grace, in the provision of God through Jesus Christ and his work on the cross. Healing is the same foundational principle, and we have to guard our mouths and guard our hearts to ensure that we're never speaking, thinking, or believing something outside the covenant of healing. This will mean that the power of God will be sustained in us. So just because God touched you just because he healed you doesn't mean that the enemy isn't going to come and do his best to tempt you to no longer believe it, no longer receive it. And so we need to stand guard. Uh, the Bible says we need to guard our hearts and our minds. And this is exactly what we need to do in order to operate in sustained healing. That's what is going to enable us to keep our healing. We're going to keep on keeping on in the word of God. Now, another powerful text uh, having to do with our speech is found in the gospel of Matthew chapter 21, verse 21. Uh, Jesus uh, is speaking here and he says, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. Well, I read verses 21 and 22, but let's look at the connection between our faith and our speech. First, Jesus said, if you have faith and do not doubt, that, that's powerful. That, that means no doubting at all, just complete faith. And Jesus himself says that then if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. In other words, when your words match the heart faith that you have, then the impossible is going to happen. This is how healing takes place because healing is released when we pray and prayer is released through words. And when our prayer words match our heart faith, the power of God is released. This is why Jesus went on to say, and whatever things you ask in prayer, yes, that's speaking in prayer believing you will receive. In other words, when your own words and own heart match God's word and God's heart, there's going to be a spark of anointing and it's going to release the power. But listen, it's necessary to abide in his word. That means to permanently dwell. And we can see that word in the gospel of John chapter 15, verse 7. And when we abide or dwell in God's word, 
we're going to be operating in the sustained power of God's word. So very practically, if if you got healed and you are wondering, boy, I'm beginning to feel symptoms come back, you need to once again return to the word of God, believe his word, and continue to remain in what his word says. And this is why we have heard multiple testimonies, not only in our own ministry, but in the testimonies of many others, that they began feeling that the symptom come back, and they, they said, no, God said that I'm healed. No, I was healed by the stripes of Jesus Christ. Yes, thank you, God. This symptom or these symptoms will not return to me again. And how powerful it is to hear them testify that the symptoms that were trying to return were unsuccessful and left, and they continue to walk in their healing. It is so critical that after we're touched by God, that we cannot look to the left, we cannot look to the right, we must stay focused on God's word. We must not shake. It's too frequent that people believe for a moment and they leave God's word and they speak their doubt. They speak about their pain. They speak at length about it. And the next thing you know, they're stuck and bound in that pit once again. Now, take heart and be encouraged because if that happened to you, praise the Lord, you can repent and you could pray and you could once again get the healing that God touched you with because you've returned to the word of God in faith. And so what's the antidote? What, what, if you don't speak what you're feeling, what do you speak? Well, the answer is very simple. Simply say what God's word says. So let me give you a very practical scenario of this. Let's say you've been healed and you begin to feel the ailment come back. You begin to feel the symptoms come back. You begin to feel weak and things like this. And somebody says, how, how are you doing? You, you don't have to describe, oh, I, I have this coming back and I have that coming back. And, oh, I guess I wasn't healed. And, oh, I'm discouraged. No, none of that. You can simply say, well, I thank God that by the stripes of Jesus Christ, I am healed. And you can then tell those lying symptoms to depart in the name of Jesus Christ. You see, even salvation is about the confession of our mouth. It, it, it says in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, that if we confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart, that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Well, praise God. There it is again. The confession, the words of our mouth have to match the faith that's in our heart. And then we have what God has promised. So let's have a sustained testimony that no matter what happens, my faith and my words will remain the same. So you could begin today. Just begin no longer speaking anything negative. Don't speak against what God says. Speak in agreement with what God says. Pray in agreement with what God says and stand on what God says. And that means we refuse any returning symptoms in the name of Jesus. We will abide in the same word that brought the healing and we will not look to the left and we will not look to the right. Praise God. 
Now, this is a very deep and extensive teaching in the Word of God. We've only just covered a little slice of it. And if this teaching has been valuable to you, I've done a fairly extensive series on the power of our words, and you can find that on our YouTube channel. You can go to youtube.com forward slash my name, Steve Hannett, and you can see this series entitled The Power of Our Words. I believe it's going to be a big blessing to you, and we go in depth to showing the biblical precedent of how powerful our words are. Well, as always, I pray that you've been blessed by the teaching of God's word. I pray that you will change how you speak and let none of your words ever be in agreement with any ailment that the enemy wants to bring back to you. Remember, if you'd like to join our mailing list, you're going to get a free download about identity. Just text the word healing to 94,000. And we'd love to have you part of our mailing community. We love you. Again, this is Steve Hannett of the Be Healed Podcast, a ministry of the Gospel Mission Network. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Be Healed Podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett, and you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone, and you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless, and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of the Gospel Mission Network, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.